0: Mm. Amen. One more time. Let's just give it up for how the Lord is moving today at Walk Church and how he's a redeeming God. Thank you, Jason, for leading us in a time of worship and praise. That video was strong, huh? Praise God that he redeems us through all of our mess, all of our struggles, all of our identity thieves that try to grab us and hold on to us and throw us down and tell us we're no good. And yet our God fights for us. And that's what we've been talking about here at Walk Church over the past nine weeks. And we're getting ready to enter into the final week of this awesome series called Identity Theft. This will be the ninth installment of this series. If you want to catch up on these sermons, you can just go ahead and visit walkchurch.com. Hit the tab, Sermon Archive, and you'll get to learn more about uh, this series called Identity Theft. Where we've been highlighting all these different thieves that try to come in and steal our true identity, which is in Christ. When we're walking in him, when we're being the men and women of God that he's called us to be, nothing can stop us. Nothing can hinder us. Nothing can change the course or the direction that God has called us to. But it's when these thieves try to creep in. What are some thieves we've seen so far? We've, th- we've seen the thief of fear or comparison or jealousy or envy or lying or acting like somebody that you're not, pretending to be somebody that you're not, listening to the, the voice of man over the voice of God. All these different things that we entertain can become thieves in our personal life and steal away our true identity. And I don't know about you, but I've learned a lot over the past nine weeks from these messages, and I hope you have too. When we come to this conclusion, we come to this final message, and I really just quick want to pick us up where, where we left off last week, As last week, we learned how David uh, has finally become king of Israel. He's finally made his way through all of the storms of life, all of the struggle. Uh, There was this calling put on his life by God himself, where God said, one day you will be king of Israel. This is a man after my own heart, and he will become king. And it took several years to, to see that promise realized, but we saw it happen last week. Yet at the same time, we saw many other things happen as well. David, who was once the leader when it came to courage, uh, now wouldn't even show up to his own battles. David, who was once the model for a life of integrity and a heart of purity, now is living in sexual sin, lying about it, and having people killed to cover up his own lies. David, who was once called a man after God's own heart, we found himself now begging for a new heart, a clean heart a right heart before God. And, and I feel like it's at that place of brokenness. It's at that place of where I'm, I, I, nothing fulfilled me, nothing got the job done. I tried everything under the sun and I just need Jesus. I found out that he's all that I ever needed. I had everything, but I just needed him. When David got to that point is when he came back and God met him right there where he was at. I want us to turn right now to 1 Kings chapter 2, and we're going to just look at four verses um, in the Bible, and we're going to come to this conclusion of the life of David. After 2 Samuel chapter 12, where we left off last week, we see David continue to grow. He continued to, to take charge. Now he's back at his battles. He's back playing his harp. He's back leading people in worship. He's back sharing God's word. It came with a lot of trials and tribulations. It came with a lot of mess. And now we find him in his old life. And we read these words out of, 2 Kings, out of 1 Kings chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. The text says that when David's time to die drew near, he commanded Solomon, his son, saying, I'm about to go the way of all the earth. Be strong and show yourself a man and keep the charge of the Lord your God, walking in his ways and keeping his statutes and his commandments and his rules and his testimonies as is written in the law of Moses. Verse four, that you may prosper in all that you do. And wherever you turn, that the Lord may establish his word that he spoke concerning me, saying, If your sons pay close attention to their way to walk before me in faithfulness with all their heart and with all their soul, you shall not lack a man on the throne of Israel. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for your word this morning. I thank you for these four verses, these four powerful, packed verses that I believe you're going to do heart surgery on our lives this morning and change us and draw us closer and deeper into your presence because of this moment today with you. So God, help us to finish strong. Help us to lead well this morning in our lives. Help us to tune out anything that's distracting us today. Untangle anything that's tangled up in our hearts this morning so we can be focused and locked in on you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. So let's go ahead and look at 1 Kings chapter two, and I wanna start out by looking just at verse one. Just at verse one. It says, when David's time to die drew near, he commanded his son saying, I'm about to go the way of all the earth. Be strong and show yourself a man. There's a couple points that I wanna highlight in these verses that I think could be helpful for us today. And I don't wanna talk necessarily about identity theft this morning, I want to talk about some identity traits this morning that we can leave off on as we close up David's life. Some identity traits that may speak to you today. The first trait that I want us to hold on to as we get ready to go today is the the trait, be strong. Be strong. David looks at his son. I want you to imagine this with me. David is on his deathbed. He's on the last leg of his life. He is an old man now. He has reigned as king for 40 years in Israel. And he's been through a lot, hasn't he? And he has a son named Solomon. And he pulls Solomon close. And he says these two words to him. Be strong. Be strong. I want to encourage you with that that, that verbiage today. With these two words, be strong, as an identity trait. That you should be living in i believe be strong is a posture of the life of a christian be strong is the stance that you and i should have as believers in jesus let me give you the definition for the word strong out of the oxford pocket dictionary the first definition i found i said i'm not going to look at any more this one's right having the power to move heavy weights able to withstand great force or pressure that should be the testimony of us this morning. That because of our identity in Christ, because of our relationship with Jesus, because of our faith in a good, great God, we can have power to move heavy weights. We can have power to look at the different thieves in our lives, the different weights that try to hold us down, and we can have the power of Jesus to withstand those great forces, to withstand the pressures of life David looks at Solomon and he says Solomon here's what I want you to know today be strong look at the person next to you and say be strong and on the other side too tell them too. tell them you too be strong just make sure nobody's left out all right be strong if you're watching this online be strong be strong amen the Bible talks about being strong over 200 times in the scriptures but we know as believers, this isn't our own strength, amen? We don't operate out of our own strength. It's not, this isn't an a encouragement for you to go back to the gym and get stronger, although if that's what the Lord is speaking to you, do that, okay? I'm not taking away from that. That's good too. But this right here is a spiritual strength that I believe that David is committing to his son. And David knows, hey, I got, I, I, I'm, I'm getting ready to close him up, son. Here's my, my identity trait that I want to give you be strong. We see Paul give this same charge to the Ephesian church in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10. Read this off the screen with me. Ready? One, two, three. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Whose might? His might, right? Paul's looking at, walk church this morning. Everybody that's in the building, if you're watching this online and, and he's saying, the father is saying through his servant right here, he's saying, finally, li- listen, church, be strong. Be strong in the Lord. I believe the thieves of our identity would say, no, 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 don't be strong. You can just go ahead and give in. You're not strong enough to say no to sin. You're not strong enough to not go do that. You're not strong enough to pick up your Bible and read it. You're not strong enough to get up early and pray. You're not strong enough to read your word. You're not strong to, do, to go to church on Sunday. You can only go to church one time a year. You can't go every week. You're not strong enough for that. And guess what? You know what happens? We start saying, I know. You're right. I'm not strong enough. Put your head down. That's not the identity of the believer. Solomon says, here, let me give you the identity. I, David had, David had fell in, fallen into all these traps. And yet he looks at his son here and he says, be strong. Be strong. Not just in your strength, but be strong in the Lord. You can tap into your identity in Jesus. I love the scripture where Jesus says Peter was so upset that Jesus was getting ready to to go to heaven right Jesus said hey I'm gonna go I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna ascend and Peter's like no you gotta you gotta stay what are we gonna do and Jesus goes it's to your advantage that I go talk about the advantage what does it mean that we have the advantage this morning are you aware of your advantage are you aware that you possess the advantage That's the strength, that's the power of God that you have in him. That's why Paul says, in the Lord, in his might, you have the advantage, church. You have the strength of him. This is a gospel message to put your faith in Christ and then rely upon his strength and not your own. Let me show you how Paul wrote to the Corinthian church in 2 Corinthians 12, verse eight through 10. Paul says, three times I pleaded to the Lord about this, That it should leave me. He's talking about this thorn that was in his flesh. It could be a whole variety of different struggles, different identity thieves. But the Lord said to Paul, he said, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Paul is saying, hey, even when I'm weak, I'm still strong. Even when it seems like I'm at my weakest, I'm at my strongest. In Acts chapter 4, I, I find this stunning passage. It says, that, it says that the disciples were out preaching the gospel. And then the, the, the Pharisees and the men in Jerusalem and the, and the Romans brought them in and they said, if you keep preaching, we're going to beat you. And, and I love what Peter rose up and he said, do what you need to do. We're going to do what we need to do. And you know what the text said? They beat him up. And it says, and then they released them and they left rejoicing. What do you mean they were rejoicing? What were they rejoicing about? Like, dude, Tony, man, like, I, I got cuts all over my body. Right on, man. That's, that's awesome, dude. Right? I, even when I'm weak, I'm strong. Paul says, I got hardships I'm going through. I got persecutions. I got calamities. I got I, I, insults. It may happen. It may happen. Don't be deceived that just because you put your faith in Jesus, these things won't happen. In fact, they will happen and it's in those moments that you'll tap into the power of jesus and say jesus you were once all those things too give me your strength today today i want to be strong today i want that identity trait that you need to speak back to the lies of the enemy and say no i'm strong because of him in me christ in me the hope of glory let me give you one more scripture just to encourage you about this phrase be strong in romans chapter 8 verse 35 through 37 and notice that, that the verses that I'm pulling from have to do with his strength in us he's the one who is empowering us he's the one who is strengthening us Paul writes to the Romans in Romans 8 he says who shall separate us from the love of Christ it's a question can you answer that question today right he says shall tribulation no distress no persecution no famine what does famine mean even if there's no food in the land, will that separate me from his love? Paul says, no. Nakedness. What if there's no clothes left to be worn? Will that separate me from the love of Christ? No. What about danger? What if I feel like I'm in danger? Do you think he'll, his love will leave me then? Paul's like, no. What about if, I put, if I'm put to the sword? What if someone holds a sword up to you for your faith in Jesus? Paul says, even then, that can't separate me from his love. Love. He goes on to say, it's written, for your sake, we are being killed all the day long. We are like a sheep going to the slaughter. He says, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. Brother, sister, today, I want to encourage you with these verses that you're more than a conqueror. Because of your faith in Jesus, because of your relationship with God, you are not just a conqueror. You are even more than that. And because of that, I can say with confidence to you today, through your faith in Jesus, brother, sister, be strong. Be strong in your walk with the Lord. I pray that in 2018, you're stronger in your walk with Christ than you ever were in 2017. Be strong. Don't be weak. And if you are weak, then be strong in your weakness. Right? Don't be weak according to the world's eyes, because you're called to be strong. And I'm, I'm preaching this message to myself today, that, that, that husbands in the room, you can be strong in your marriage. You can be strong as a parent. Wives, you can be strong in, 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 as, as a wife. You can be strong as a mother. You can be strong as a brother, as a sister. You can be strong as a teacher if you're an educator in the room. You can be a strong teacher. You can be a strong football coach or football player. You can be a strong bank teller you could be a strong business person you could be a strong pastor or worship leader be strong church you could be a strong kids ministry leader you can some of y'all are scared i can't go in the kids ministry i'm not strong enough be strong that's what I, I, i all right my wife might have given me a five for that i'm just playing be strong for real be strong David wrote in 2 Samuel 22, right before we get to these verses, David wrote in 2 Samuel 22, verse verse, uh, 32 through 33, this was the song of deliverance by David. After After God had delivered David from all these struggles, David writes, for who is God but the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? This God is my strong refuge and has made my way blameless. David says, this God, has made my way blameless by his strength if anybody wasn't blameless in the bible church it was david this dude has a lot to be blamed for many people lost their lives because of him he's he's caused a lot of damage in the scriptures because of his sin because of the identity thieves that crept into his life he's got he's got a lot of blame on him but for, for here, he says, blameless. I believe this, this was a prophetic verse by David. Because check this out, church. Maybe you can relate to him today. Maybe you could say, you know what? I got a lot of past in my past. I got a lot of bags that I've packed. I got a lot of skeletons in my closet. Whatever that may be, I got a lot of struggles, right? You can say today, if you have faith in Jesus, that I'm blameless. Because Jesus on the cross takes all of your bags and puts them on his shoulder. Jesus takes all of your sin and sheds his blood on behalf of them. Jesus takes all of our mess, right, and redeems it and makes it our message. Jesus changes everything. So when you put your faith in him, you're able to say, you know what? I'm blameless. I can be strong. I know practically I may not be the holiest, but positionally in Christ, I am holy because of my faith in him let me give you the second point today that i want to talk about as as david conti- continues to write to his son solomon it's be obedient these identity traits that i want us to catch up to be strong and be obedient let's look at first kings chapter 2 verse 3 as david continues to talk to solomon he says it like this he says be strong right and keep the charge of the lord your god walking in his ways keeping his statutes, his commandments, his rules, and his testimonies as it is written in the law of Moses. David pulls Solomon in close. Can you see him? Just visualize it with me. Go there. Go there to the, go there to the deathbed with David. Solomon, like a Scarface movie. Come close. Closer. Closer. i got a message for you. Be strong. And then he says these things. Keep the charge of the Lord your God. He says, keep doing it. Keep the word of the Lord. Walking in his ways. Y'all know I love verses that have the word walk in it. Walking in his ways. You know why David says walking in his ways? You know why he says that? Because he tried walking in his own ways. Right? David said, I'm going to walk in my ways and give it a shot. What ended up happening? A whole lot of fail, a whole lot of struggle. A whole lot of tears, a whole lot of pain. David says, Solomon, if I could tell you anything after my 40 years of being a king and 16 years of being a shepherd boy, and my and and, and all of my days of being a musician, of being a poet, David had so many different titles. He said, If I could just tell you one thing, it would just be to walk in his ways. to, To keep his statutes, to keep his commandments to keep his rules, to keep his testimonies. You know what I'm noticing? All these are different words that are used throughout the Bible to to refer to God's word. And, And David says, I'm gonna put all of them in one. He's like, if you're a big rule person, keep his rules. If you're a big commandment person, keep his commandments. If you're big on his statutes, well, keep his statutes. If you're big on walking in God's ways, well, walk in his ways. If you're big on the law of Moses, then keep the law of Moses. If you're big on God's testimonies, keep his, keep his testimonies. Just keep it close to him. This testimony, right? This, this this identity trait that David is passing on to his son. He's saying, son, listen to me. Don't walk in your ways. Don't walk in your testimony. Walk in his. Don't keep your own rules that let you down. Keep his. Don't keep your statutes. Keep his. He's saying be be obedient. I think that we can learn something from that today, church. I think that we we should kneel in to King David who who has done a whole lot of stuff in his life, who's a man known after God's own heart. Can we learn something from him today? Right, I'm sure that there's gonna be a lot of voices that whisper something in our ear today. It's gonna be voices on TV, voices on the radio, right, voices on social media. What if we could tap in and listen to David's instruction as he was about to close his eyes? What if David would say to you today, through the Lord Jesus Christ, he would say, Brandon Wade, walk in his ways. Keep his statutes. Susanna and Marcel, keep his testimonies. Right? Todd and Tammy, keep the law. Keep, keep his word. Keep his word. You could keep a whole lot of other words, but just make sure you keep his. David says, Solomon, that's the only way to succeed. I've tried it all the other ways. Be obedient. This verse of scripture has been a challenging one for me. Maybe it would be for you too. John chapter 14 Verse 15 says it like this. He says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Notice that word if. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Everybody say these two words with me. Say, you will. will. Not you might. Not if you work hard enough. He says, you will keep my commandments. Let me tell you something today. If you have an obedient problem here today, it's really a love problem. It's less about whether you can do it or not. It's more about how much you love Jesus. Jesus looked at the disciples and says, hey, if you guys love me, you will do it. It'll be organic. It'll be natural. Obedience will flow out of you like anything else if you love me. And David is writing to his son Solomon. He's saying, hey, love the Lord. Not anything else. Jesus puts the spotlight on love here. He says, if you just fall deeper in love with me and let this love, your relationship with Christ be the song of your life, there's nothing that you can't do. The identity of of having a love relationship with Jesus, where maybe you walk in the room and people say, man, I don't know a lot about Gary, but here's what I do know. He loves Jesus, right? Or what if your testimony is like, hey, I don't know a ton about George, but here's what I do know. That brother loves Jesus. Jesus. Wouldn't that be a good testimony to have for your life? Wouldn't that be good to put on your tombstone one day? Love to Jesus. Just that. Everything else flows out of this love relationship with Christ. The gospel teaches us that we don't need another self-help book. The gospel teaches us that we just need the love relationship with Christ. And here's the cool thing about that. He already loves you. Yes. In all your mess, in all your screw-ups, the Bible teaches us that while we were yet sinners, God shows his love for us that he would die for you. I need to remind myself of this every morning. Every morning I wake up, I need to be reminded, God, you sure you loved me that much? I hold another day to prove it. The fact that God is giving us breath to breathe this morning is evidence of his love for us. The fact that God has given us a mind that thinks today is evidence of his love for us. The fact that God has given us 66 books to read from and grow from is evidence of his love for us. The fact that God would send his son Jesus to die your death and rise from the grave that we would have stayed dead in, amen? Like, I'm not rising from the grave unless Jesus rises me up. That's love, and he says, I love you that much. If you love me and do what I say and know this, when you do what, you, what he says, you'll live the life that he's called you to live. And it'll be awesome. It'll be awesome. Tim Keller is one of my favorite authors. And he writes in this awesome book called The Freedom of Self-Forgetfulness. He says it like this. He says, religion, that's my identity built on being a good person. But the gospel is my identity not built on my record or my performance, but on Christ's. The reason why I wanted to show you that is simply this. Because if you build your identity on you being a good person and you doing enough, or you, when it comes to obedience, we start to deceive ourselves. Like, ah, oh, I'm not doing enough. Like, I, we start using this type of language. Man, I hope I've done enough to get to heaven. I hope God will will repay me for all of my good deeds and they'll outweigh my bad deeds do you guys know that that's not that's not good theology right you don't want God to judge off that type of standard your bad deeds will outweigh your good every time you just need Christ right you need your performance to be based off of Christ and so when you get to heaven one day you can just say this word one word Jesus Jesus that he did it all for me. He did it all. That's what Tim Keller's writing about there. He's talking about having this obedience that is less about do's and don'ts and rights and wrongs and more about loving Christ. One more quote that I wanna to bring to our attention this morning before we move on. is from a guy named Brennan Manning and he says it like this, and this is a, this is a quote that might sting a little bit, but just hear me out, all right? The greatest single cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their lips, walk out the door, and deny him by their lifestyle. That is what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. That is what the world around us just says, you know what, I don't believe it. I don't believe that stuff you're kicking to me. Why not? Because you don't even believe it. (laughs) Right? Because if you love him, you'll obey him. Like, I don't, I don't not cheat on my wife just because I can't or because I, I shouldn't. It's motivated out of love. We love each other. So we submit to each other. We grow with each other. We, we talk to each other. We obey things that we share with each other. Out of, motivated out of love. Our actions are motivated by our love. And, and that's what, what David is telling Solomon. Just hear that, church. David's telling Solomon, he's like, hey, man, Listen. Be strong and love God and do what he tells you to do. Because if God tells you to do it, it's the best thing for you. Somehow we've deceived ourselves to thinking that God's will for our life is boring. Or we've deceived ourselves to thinking, you know what, if I'm I'm obedient to God, it's going to hinder my life instead of help my life. I've found that I've regretted the times I've been disobedient to God. And I've rejoiced on the times where I've been obedient to God. Let me go into this third and last point. This last point is simply this. Be faithful. Be faithful. David closes this this testimony to his son Solomon in verse 4, and he says it like this. He says that you may prosper in all that you do, and wherever you turn, that the Lord may establish his word that he spoke concerning me, saying, if your sons pay close attention to their way, To walk before me in faithfulness with all their heart and with all their soul, you shall not lack a man on the throne of Israel. David closes. These are the last words that David would speak to his son that we have recorded for us in the Bible. And he says this, if you would just walk before me in faithfulness with all your heart, with all your soul, the legacy will continue. The land will be healed. We'll see prosper and success happen before us and not just our lives but our kids lives and our kids kids lives and our kids 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 lives if you'd be careful to examine your way and to walk to walk in him that's what legacy is all about if I can give you another quote from Tim Keller he says that the Bible says that our real problem is that every one of us is building our identity on something beside Jesus the Bible tells us that that every one of us here in the room, right, instead of building our identity on faithfulness in in Christ, we start building upon something else. And we saw it in that video clip, didn't we? We saw one thing creep in, and then another thing creep in, and another thing creep in, and then suddenly you think, how can I even get back? How do I even make it back? And David is saying, don't build your life on the identity thieves. Build your lives on Jesus. Jesus. Tim Keller says, don't do that. Build your life on Jesus and his faithfulness. Can y'all attest to me that Jesus is faithful? If you can, say amen. Amen, Amen, right? He is faithful. I'm going to leave us off with one last quote from Tim Keller. He says it like this. He says, the gospel is this, that we are more sinful and flawed in ourselves than we ever dared believe Yet at the very same time, we are more loved and accepted in Jesus Christ than we ever dared hope. Do you believe that today? This book right here is a book that's been challenging to me. It's been a game changer for my life. It's called The Freedom of Self-Forgetfulness. If you're anything like me, you need the little books. Anybody need little books? Can anybody appreciate that? It's a smaller book. Um, it's called the path to true christian joy and this book really sparked in me the subject of identity And, and 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 holding true to a firm identity and knowing that i have a right identity with god and in christ and i just wanted to encourage you today with this book one of our values here at walk church is generosity One of our values here at Walk Church is just saying thank you to you guys for being a part and wanting to resource you with different tools to help you grow in your identity in Christ. And today, we have one of these books for everybody here at church. So can we just get excited about that? Um, So our ushers are coming down right now. Make sure you get a book, and they're going to walk you a book down, and we're going to give you one of these. we're going to give you one of these and we want to bless you with one of these and here's my challenge to you before the end of this year read this book all right you got a whole month the entire month of december to read a small book all right and then i want you to share it with somebody i want you to tell somebody about what god was speaking to you in this book this book is about having a secure and sound identity in christ I'm going to close this time with just a, a, a little uh, poem that I put together that I thought would be encouragement to you guys as we get ready to, to close this series out. As we see David look at his son Solomon and challenge him to be strong, to, to keep his commandments and to remain faithful. So if you're ready, say ready. Ready? If you're ready to eat say let's eat. let's eat I want you to be encouraged by this here today you see God chose his people but his people chose Saul and Saul chose man's opinion and totally dropped the ball so God chose David who was super underrated and all his brothers hated because they thought they were the favorite but God doesn't have favorites he's just looking for faithfulness And then there was Goliath who tried to steal their identity. And Saul was terrified thinking, this is the end of me. And David stood up and said, why are you scared? I used to have battles with lions and bears. And this man, Goliath, will be like one of them. Because if God is on our side, then he will defend anyone who puts their faith into his son. And when you trust in God, the battle's already won. You see, Jesus wins. So even when we sin, we can rise up and put our faith in him. I said, Jesus wins. Jesus wins. So even when we sin, we can rise up and put our faith in him. Amen. Amen. That's true identity. But back to the story. So Saul put his armor on top of David, but David couldn't move because of the weight of it. So he took his armor off and threw it to the ground and looked Goliath in the face and said, today you're going down. So he picked up his sling and a handful of rocks and walked out in faith with the strength of an ox and slung his first stone and hit him right on the head. The next thing you know, Goliath was dead. And that day the Philistines fell to their defeat. And the people danced and cheered their way into the street. And Saul got insecure and became oh so jealous. But David kept growing all the more zealous. Until Saul put a death threat on David's life. And went looking for him both day and night. And Saul would later die because of his own sword. But David grew scared and stopped fearing the Lord. The identity theft of fear would deceive David twice. Multiple times, David would almost lose his life. He began to get careless, and even as a king, he would no longer fight his battles, entertaining sinful flings. Until one day, God grabbed his attention. After his baby boy died, David finally repented. And as he repented, God in his grace relented. Did I say that Jesus wins? I thought it was worth another mention. So David called out to the Lord and asked for forgiveness. And on that day, church, he was forgiven. He asked for a clean heart. He asked for a new mind. He asked for a second chance. He asked for one more time. He begged for God's mercy. He pleaded for fresh grace. He asked for new joy. He asked for more space to be the man of God he was created to be. And God heard his prayer and finally set him free. It didn't come easy. In fact, it was quite hard. A lot of pain and mess, a lot of deep scars, but our scars are just evidence that God is our healer and his love is just evidence. There's nobody realer. So it doesn't matter the person who pretends to be a friend to me. It doesn't matter the size of the hate of my enemy. As long as I have Christ, I already have everything. And this my friends is our true identity. One more time. It doesn't matter the person who pretends to be a friend to me. It doesn't matter the size or the hate of the enemy. As long as we have Christ, we already have everything. And this walk church is our true identity. Amen. 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 We got to get creative at church. Amen. We got to have fun.